This is Space Waffles. This fixation with Kenobi. A Star Wars podcast. Welcome to This Fixation with Kenobi, our Obi-Wan Kenobi recap show. I'm Arzu, and with me are Candace. Hello. Maggie. Hello there. Norhal. Hello there. And joining us from Radio Rebellion, we have Alberto. Yay, hello, hello. And Oti. Visible confusion. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here today and very excited to be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi Episode 2. So it has been a couple of weeks for all of us since this episode was fresh, but we've all rewatched it. We're all ready. Just before recording, we were talking about our favorite little moments. So we are just going to dive in. So... We're focusing on this through the lens of like character interactions and character moments rather than moving chronologically. But as a general note, before we start, thoughts on episode two. Great. Wonderful. (laughs) I really appreciate how episode one and um, part one and two really flow together. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad they released them at the same time because like they feel like a movie. if You put them together. I agree. Mm -hmm. Watching them back to back. I totally agree. I remember being initially like really confused why they decided to drop two episodes because it really truncates how much time we have with the series. Uh, and when you only have six episodes, like you, you cut a whole week of like anticipation and excitement out. But then when I saw both of them back to back, I was like, oh, I get it. This is like, this is the premiere. These first yeah. two episodes really launched the story and like set the stage for things. And I, I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed the city that we get to see. I think it's Dio. Dayo, yeah, Dayo, yeah. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. It was definitely like episode two, Coruscant underbelly vibes, and I loved it. I felt like Blade Runner, a lot of Blade very Runner Blade Runner feeling. or Galactic Madripoor. Galactic Madripoor. <laughs> I like that one. I do like that. Yes, yeah. I agree. Same thing for me. I'm glad that it was released at the same time as the first episode, especially to see can always kind of journey from where we see him at the beginning to what he has to go through in this episode to all the way to the end. It was really nice to be able to see that in just one go instead of having to wait a whole week. Because I don't know if, how much how if we could have handled waiting a whole week for that. Yeah, I agree with that because the first episode is basically what we knew. Like, he wasn't tattooing. He probably had a day job. He's looking over Luke. And then this one's like, okay, this is like where the journey starts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I really like this episode. Cool. So, like, kind of jumping off of what OT said. So, episode one was very much what we knew already. And then this now with Obi-Wan on the search for Leia on Dayu, which is basically a city planet with no Wi-Fi. Um, (laughs) He kicks things off with uh, sort of having to come to terms, I guess, with his past before he can before he can kind of move forward on this adventure. And we see that in a couple ways off the top. Um, The first is with the clone trooper that he bumps into on the street. And then the second is with Haja Estri, who I do want to talk about quite a bit on his own. So let's start things with that first moment with the um with the clone trooper he bumps into oh so we're starting off uh (laughs) on a brutal note on an angsty note um what was your reaction when seeing this because i know maggie was yelling i was yelling because we watched this together um you grabbed my hand it was like it's happening (laughs) (laughs) yeah i gelled 
because we have this scene where he's asking Master Qui-Gon, I need a sign, and then you suddenly hear this voice like, wait a second, I know that voice, and I yelled, so that was... Yeah, to me, it was what was going through his mind for the, the last time he saw a clone trooper, they were trying to kill him and everyone he knew, to now seeing one just kind of laying in the streets, just kind of broken, that happens to a lot of veterans out here. I mean, there has to be some kind of quick flashback to, oh, crap, what's going on? Oh, no, this is it's still a person. I got to help us much I can, but at the same time, it's what is really going through his mind where he sees a clone trooper again after 10 years, and I don't know, they're the reason that he's kind of hiding, helping Luke, so it's, I don't know, it kind of, oh my god, what's, what's he going through before? Oh no, wait, clone troopers, yes, it's cool to see them on in real life, plus yes, it's Tamura with hair and a beard, so yes, nice. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I... It's also this thing, like this very real, real world thing, like, oh yes, we love our veterans until the war is over, and then we'll <laughs> touch them aside. Mm -hmm. And but also to his trauma and what he's going through, it's like he looks at him and he's like, yeah, I played a role in in this. I was a general. We were busy kicking ass, and this is what happened. So yeah, it's it kind of added to to that weight he's carrying. I think and like, oh yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I know that we still have two episodes yet, but even if we don't get flashbacks to the Clone Wars era, like, I know a lot of us headcanon hoped for irresponsibly theorized that it was going to happen. Um, I feel like this is the best possible callback to the Clone Wars that we might get in this series. Like, I'm still holding out hope that we get more, but I think this was the best application of drawing from the past mm -hmm. and using how the actors look presently without having to do any like de-aging or anything like yeah. that to really drive home the impact on not just Kenobi, but also other people who were involved and really tying in things really nicely. Also just want to give a, well, I mean, everyone wants to give a shout out to Ewan, but like this is nonverbal reaction. Yes. You can see mm -hmm. it perfectly on his face how he was triggered um, went right back to the war for a second and also Order 66. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like with, with me, like my initial reaction, reading his reaction, not me going, oh my God, it's tomorrow. Although I did, I think, bruise Maggie in the process. But um, <laughs> I think like my initial reaction wasn't him going, oh my God, Order 66, but rather, I don't know if any of y'all felt this way, but him kind of seeing him and like Alberta said, realizing he did, play a part in where this man ended up and like having all that kind of click and then that's when he sort of starts to get proactive about doing something even if yes. it's just giving him spare change like mm -hmm. you know he's kind of closed himself off from his responsibility for too long and this was like the first step he's taking to not do that anymore see I thought it was he was concerned that maybe the chip was still going on and he would recognize him too. And he's on this mission to get to Leia. Mm -hmm. He can't have anything, you know, stop him. But then he saw he's just, you know, he seems to be homeless mm -hmm. and helpless. And we do see him finally like going out of his way to do the right thing instead of ignoring it. Like he did in part one yeah. with the Jedi that mm -hmm. he's just like, yeah, bury your lightsaber in the sand. 
and go and away. Move on. Just move on. pretend and none of this ever happened. I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of little things in this first act of this episode that set him up for being like, I guess I have to do something. And this is like his call to action. Like he can't yes. just sit by and let everybody who he could have protected like fall into this situation and i that's what i thought with the clone trooper and like having them have been his responsibility and like the passive life that he now lives i feel like kind of hit him there yes so i saw some people say and i i'm bad with this kind of visual stuff so i don't know this for sure but i saw some people say that the trooper was wearing 501st armor he was yeah. he was yeah he had the blue the blue he had and the colors and everything it's See, I very... would blue and white automatically 501st and then Hauser shows up with his Mountain Dew Baja Blast armor and suddenly I'm like, okay, blue and white isn't just 501st, but okay. So yeah. that was, so th that makes it worse then because the 501st was Anakin's Legion. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, a lot of the 501st were at the temple, the ones that weren't with Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they marched on the temple too. And I know everybody freaked out in the premiere with the order 66 flashbacks. Cause they thought that was the first time that we were getting to actually see the clone trooper armor in live action. But I think this is actually, cause I think that's still computer generated in some aspects, but I think this was the first time we actually got to see like the armor on somebody oh, in live right. action yeah. because those first sequences still look like they're brushed. And like a couple people pointed out by design, the clone armor doesn't work. Like you can't actually wear it and do stuff because of how it's made. So right, it because only of where works the joints really are. well. Uh, mm -hmm. It only works in CGI. What about Revenge of the Sith when we see like he's wearing all... a bodysuit, like Thames yeah. there, oh, okay. but he's in like a basically a giant blue sock, and then they CGI the armor onto him. Hey, they talk a lot of trash about the CGI on the prequels, but I had no idea. There you go <laughs> about that. Yeah. So. If you look really closely, you're like, oh, yeah. But you like, can see the when seam it's in action, a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's kind I'm of not looking. Once you notice it. <laughs> at his armor, I'm looking at the face. That's yes. the If you look just That's a little. A pretty face. Just look a little south of his <laughs> lips and there's like a seam, right? I was going to say something, but I'm going to spare Alberto. I'll say it. I'm here. So I know it's coming. I'm prepared for it. I'm used to it. It's been 10 minutes well, and you. we've been good. I know. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm concerned. I'm, like, I'm a little bit I'm concerned. Like, I wasn't going to be the one to, to break that trend. Get, so. I'm not a, it's OT's first time on Space Waffles. We're on it our is. best behavior because it's OT's first time on Space Waffles. <laughs> yeah. Yes, keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> I get cranky. Oh, these damn kids. And our other listeners don't know, every time Alberto comes on, we do a fangirl at least once. <laughs> That it is very into chaos. Yeah, it's and Candace calls him the wrong name at least once. Roberto, <laughs> yeah, Roberto. I did it once in a chat, and then I'm going to yeah, because I was talking to him it's... and my friend Robert at the same time, and I was like, they both got Bert in their name. Yes, because it's so difficult to make up names. <laughs> hey, oh wow, you... that's almost as bad of a burn as Owen gave. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, Alberto, you keep calling Baby Yoda Baby Yoda instead of Grogu, so. I, I change. I, he deserves it. Hey, he needs a break. He needs to just go and be somewhere else. But I like right the here. little guy. Right here. Yeah, you have him there. 
Oh my god, he's watching us over Oti's shoulder. For <laughs> nobody can see this, but he's watching. Baby Yoda is with us. Um, Grogu is, with is us. always watching. Grogu, mm-hmm. he's always there. So, there is no good way to pivot, but we're going to do it anyway. Um, so, the other aspect of this kind of Kenobi and his past is Haja Estri. So, before we talk about him, and for those who like don't catch names quickly, this is Kumail Nanjiani's character, yeah. who. Candace and I were very relieved to find out because we watched the trailer together back when it came out that he was not playing a robot or an alien, but was playing also, a human. Also, he's yeah. not playing Kitster because <gasps> there more than there's more than one Southeast Asian person in the galaxy. Thank which you. actually, I'm very when we talk about Tala and stuff like that, I will go off <laughs> for a while. But and you, I, you can tell I, that Dave Filoni didn't write this because <laughs> the characters have names. <laughs> They're not Speaking called Burns. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So Haja is what is presented initially to the audience as a Jedi. Immediately does not have a Jedi air, <laughs> but kind of seems like con man up to something. And then through the episode, we find out that he's actually working with, I keep wanting to call it the Rebellion. It's not the Rebellion, but mm-hmm. it's that organization that, that Tala Proceeds. works with. That's get that kind of precedes the rebellion. It's like an offshoot, but kind of getting Jedi to safety, and that's who he works for. So, one thing I was uh, thinking about, like rewatching the episode, is we get that big moment of bravery from him at the end, and we will definitely talk about that when he kind of tells Obi Wan to go. He'll distract Riva, but I noticed it jumps out in him a lot earlier in the episode when uh, Obi-Wan has basically called his bluff, has pointed out that his Jedi powers are nothing but magnets and tricks and all that. And he's been called out. This guy clearly knows more about the Jedi than he's letting on, this guy being Obi-Wan. And Haja's instinct is to still just keep up the lie. And he's like, what? I'm just making money. I'm just I'm just a con artist. Faced with this guy who he's literally got a blaster to his chest. He's like, I'm just a con artist, but like, I'll help you out knowing full well that he could die right there. But to him, like serving the cause is more important than his own life. Even if, yeah, he is maybe extracting a hefty fee from people who need his help. He is still willing to put that help above his own life. And I thought that's like a big hint at like just how brave a person he is before we get the the moment at the end with Reba. Y'all, you know yeah. what? That money could be going to helping other people. We don't know. So much stuff you can do with credit. I know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's try and consider that. It's not cheap getting four sensitive children out from under the empire. It's like a pyramid scheme. You pay in some money and you help three more four sensitive kids, and then they pay in and they help three I more. I thought it more like kids. a charity, Arzu. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm jo- no, you're right. Like, you're right. These things don't operate for free. And, like, yeah. obviously, with the ships they have and the resources and. You probably have to pay off guards at every port and stuff. Like you do need funds to do that. But so. if the Empire here is a con man, is just pretending to be a Jedi, they're not going to waste their time on it. No. Yeah. So, because especially because like because his trick stuff, like his magnets and stuff, are so obvious. Yeah. If anybody came to raid his little workshop, they'd just be like, "Oh, he's literally just stealing." Like slap on the wrist, yeah. maybe a fine, and that's the end of that. Yeah. yeah. It's just. I- I never saw it that way, that he was, like, keeping the secret of the path and everything. But I, I really like that now, like, looking back, connecting it to the other episodes. I didn't see that till I had seen the rest and realized <laughs> yeah. just how extensive the network was. Because in the moment, I'm like, well, he's still a con artist. But yeah. 
in retrospect, it's nice to look at it that Can way. we just talk about how the Southeast Asians just, like, know each other? No context. <laughs> I'm like, that's actually very accurate <laughs> for community. It's just, like, you reach out to your own, like, the people, even if they're not, like, exactly from the same country. That you're I have from. a friend who has a friend who has a friend yeah. who knows a guy. Yeah. I have an auntie yeah. somewhere who knows someone who... Yes. I love the character, and <clears throat> just from seeing the trailer, I was, yeah, he's a Jedi, put money on it, I love it, it's going to be great. And then, no, he's a con artist, and I'm still hoping. No, he, he used to be a Jedi, he has something. But I love the way they play with the character, and yeah, he's just a con man, just stealing money. But then when they bring him at the end, especially with the, his partner, kind of, hey, look who we had here, and we let him go, look what the bounty is. Oh, okay, let's get to him first, and then get him to the end, and he actually helping Obi-Wan when he realizes, so he, if I knew who you were, I would have helped you earlier. And how appreciative he was when Obi-Wan remembered his name, and he said, oh, you remember my name? And Obi-Wan's like, dude, yeah, I got you. So I, I love I, how he tells the kid, he's like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love everything that they did with him. I'm glad he didn't die, which hopefully he comes back at some point. But yeah, I appreciate what they did. His comedic timing was great when he's talking about, oh, have have I done bad things? Yeah. Do I regret it? Sometimes. Do I like credits? Yes. So I don't know. It worked (laughs) for that kind of Star Wars comedy. And I love everything with Haja. And hopefully we get him back. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I I was surprised as well because when the kid came back to him like hey look who you had i thought oh my god he's gonna go and join the hunt for obi-wan kenobi but i was pleasantly surprised that he actually helped them and uh that even though we know he's a con art he's a con man and uh he he had that that attitude to help obi-wan that was that was good okay so i was just wondering like jumping off of kind of what what um alberto and I think Candace were saying about like, oh, that's embarrassing. Like the moment where the kid comes with the, <laughs> with the wanted poster. Wondering if, if Haja might actually have been a Jedi in the past. I'm wondering, just thinking about that as like a theory, if his that's embarrassing is that's embarrassing. I let it, a bounty that big go or that's embarrassing. I didn't recognize Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. war hero. I feel I'm like maybe where his embarrassment is. he was like a Jedi fanboy. <laughs> You know, because as we know, like Anakin and Obi Wan were all over the Hollow Net during yeah. the Clone Wars. Yeah. So they were well known. So, and he seems to know some things about the Jedi. He knows enough that that he can pull it off. He can pull yeah. it off, and also like there's force sensitive children out there. Like, just how did he find that child that was force sensitive? Did the mother come to him or something like that? Like. Well, he's got a reputation for helping for sensitive kids, but it yeah. had to have started somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I think he was just like a Jedi fanboy because he's like, when he does come around Brava, the way he's acting, it's like, you know, <laughs> he's like it's- how he thinks like, you know, you would read in like a, in one of those like Jedi fan fictions that are, you know, had to be around yes. during the Clone Wars. So yeah, right. so it's basically like a huge, like a movie star just walked through his shop and he didn't recognize <laughs> him until an hour later. He's like, wait a minute. That's it's like I modeled my entire persona after him. I mean, I had he's his e- poster, his hollow poster. He's even doing like Kenobi's signature move. Like he's doing the, the mind thing through the radio. That's like yes. one of the first things we see Kenobi doing, you hope. Yeah. The mind trick, yes. He really is Maybe he used guy. to work at the at the Temple. He used to work at Coruscant and the Jedi Temple. Yeah. Just had a day off during all the sixty six. Yeah, 
So maybe he knew was, everyone. Yeah. Maybe, he, maybe he interned for Kenobi and he's like, yeah, he was the office boy. Like, Do you remember me? He's the one that picks up his ropes every time he throws them out. He was, before he a was off getting a calf when Order 66 <laughs> happened. Oh, somebody got to the door, like, no thanks. He I got Arzu and I was like, has the Obi Wan taken off some ropes randomly anywhere? <laughs> Like, oh, something's missing. Because yeah. no, he hasn't. But he doesn't have the Jedi money anymore. He doesn't and have he's the... not as saucy anymore. He's not as yep. confident and sure. I oh, mean, he is he is pretty saucy with Haja, though. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he, that he, line like, might be unforgiving. Oh, my God. He, 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 like, turns into Attack of the Clones. Can I be like, oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. there you are. Jedi. <laughs> I totally believe that. Ah. <laughs> uh, Candace said something that I can connect what I was going to bring up next. So talking oh about the Force-sensitive child that he's helping. Yes. Corrin, mm-hmm. who is maybe Corrin Horn from the Expanded Universe. And the Legends. Specifically, yes. It will always to, be the EU to me. I have to just uh, clarify. <laughs> it will always be the EU to me. Uh, but Stackpole's books, the X-Wing books... This Force-sensitive Corellian X-wing pilot. This kid is being sent to Corellia. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yes, and some of Stackpole's stuff is being used in Shadow of the Sith. I noticed, and so I'm like, okay, so we're starting to connect the dots of bringing in some of the expanded universe into this, and so I, that made me really happy. Like, just that inclusion was like. <sighs> Ma- like Maggie. the timeline would be right too. So, it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. Maggie, what's the what's his mother's name in the EU? Oh God, I don't think they talk a, about his mother. Do it's they? like it starts with an M, doesn't it? Or thing is, the actress who plays the mom, she's mm-hmm. a Puerto Rican actress. She, she's a local like a talent, and like weeks before the show came out, she tweeted she tweeted out, "Oh, this is the name of my character." And I'm like, oh, so she'll have like a big role. And then she has like this minor role in the scene. And I'm like, wait, so they gave her like a li- little bit of a backstory. And then uh, the author, is St- Stackpole, that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He tweeted like, oh, this is the actress who's playing this character who's from my book. And I'm like, are they cooking something up here? <laughs> okay, I'm looking up her name now. Because it's going to bug me if I can't remember. But, I mean, you can't be shocked when this is Star Wars with their glup shittos, you know, yep. everywhere, right? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I would call a major character in a major book series a glup shitto, but... No, but, like, her uh, being shocked that, like, people who have one line also, like... Because for, for now, in the current universe, that is. But, like, everybody has, like, a Wikipedia page, you know? Mm-mm. Now he's got both tabs, the Legends tab and the Canon tab. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. This is yeah, the kind maybe... of EU work can I like, because this makes it, like, accessible. It's not a huge if... dump. It's like, here's this the... character and this element. What if he's this... in Rangers of the if New Republic? That, that would be well, perfect. Rangers is, is still greenlit. It's still a thing that's happening. Just Didn't they confirm Paul think. is going to be in it? Yeah, like cool. he, I don't know if it was confirmed, but like heavily, he, heavily insinuated. So, so 
Corin can pop up there as an adult. Maybe, yeah. yeah. He'll be a grown Love up. It. Wait, how far, how, how far ahead in the future is that? It's the same years? time as Mando. Yeah. Right? It's like 15 so years. five right? years after return. Yeah. So about 15-ish years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he'd be an adult and a pilot. And yeah. nice. They're laying the groundwork here. Or, hey. or, or, this is the Patty Jenkins movie, which is also called Rogue Squadron, which True. is the name of the book series. I go with this series. Yeah. It's all connected. Even the Ahsoka series, if we have Hera, she's going to yeah. need some pilots around her. So See. there's many possibilities. I can't believe we're about to get the Coronhorn universe. <laughs> Look. Yes. He's going to be in all of them. He's going to be in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get some dizzy money, whoever's playing him. Look, I'm just happy to get my EU crumbs where I can get them. Like, genuinely makes me want to tear up since that was, like, such an integral part of my childhood. I'm Same. happy when for they... everyone here. I haven't read the EU. I heard people, oh, it's Coran Ho. I'm like, I don't care. It's a kid, and they move <laughs> into a new planet. <laughs> just, you know, I, I had all those books. They still do some work. If you ever have, like, free time in between all of the current Star Wars books coming out, <laughs> uh, the X-Wing series is excellent. <laughs> Like, yeah. I love I, those books. Every week, Oti has to remind me that I haven't read freaking Dog Disciple. So oh, I can't be adding. Uh, here we go. Okay, this is on me. <laughs> I, I haven't read yet. So. Get an audiobook and listen to it. I know, listen. and it's pretty cheap as an audiobook. Huh? When in the like, trailer I'm they right showed Ron, I, I cried for you, Rebels. But. <laughs> But they might bring Quinlan Voss into this show. You need to read Dark Disciple. You okay, have to read okay. Dark Disciple. Before I'm back on this show, I'll we'll have to read it. No, okay, so we're just going to back <laughs> next week. <laughs> oh, man. Just trying to not get invited again. Or at least part four, since Arzu, that's when we get... No, is it part three or part four? That we get next the week is we get part three. Next week is when three. they mention Quinlan Voss. We need people Thank to know you. who Quinlan Voss is, Alberto. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll make a promise that at some point soon in the next six months. On the record. <laughs> on the record. On, on the record. While before... also reading the X-Wing books and... Yes, plus <laughs> the 700 pages what Shadow the Sith. What else are you There's behind on so we can bully you about that too? Oh, no, no. Um, Let's be fair. I'm very yeah. behind on High Republic. Talk about, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so you need to catch Same. up on the High Republic. I, I, I you have till October. You also have six months. No, no that's I'll a lie. You have four months. I don't know when October is. I can't do the review of Brotherhood because Audi hasn't even started yet, so I can't <gasps> talk about it on the show. Oh, oh that's that's for like <laughs> August. August. Okay. <laughs> okay, we need to get back on track. Okay, yeah. We are off track, this, and this I am one. livid. So, um, <laughs> after no, so okay, so. Anything else we want to add about like Obi Wan and sort of his interaction with Haja? That seems to be like he's finally getting some emotion to him, you know, like the first time he, because he seemed very kind of like generic, not general, like other than being scared when like a little bit, but very kind of like straight faced. Yeah, because he's going through the motions before. Yeah, but. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, going through the motions. Yeah, but here he's he's got some outrage to him. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool to see that old Obi-Wan Kenobi back. I also like that he kind oh. of, maybe it's me, but him kind of seeing somebody 
taking money from people in the name of the Jedi, generally hmm. speaking. I like that he's been cut off from it for 10 years, but that still very much bothers him. He's like, yeah. don't use the force, hide your lightsaber mm -hmm. in the desert, but hang on, this is not the kind <laughs> of people the Jedi are. Like, back it up, you can't use our name like this. Yeah, this is I, not the Jedi way. <laughs> One thing, like, I, and, and I mentioned this to Alberto, like, I I get very nervous when we cast big actors in in Star Wars because I'm usually the kind of guy like, no, let's get unknowns or minor actors. So when I saw Kumail, I was like, is this going to work? Is this going to take me out? And I, I was so happy how that role just like fit him perfectly. He just like fit right into Star Wars. Mm -hmm. The whole, the casting in this whole series has been it's fantastic. Been great. So it's been amazing. Been great. Yes. They are just, they feel like they're in a Star Wars. Not a single, not a single person feels out of place, which yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. Not a given. Yeah, I think my favorite casting so far has been the kid that plays Coran Horn. He just embodies <laughs> that character perfectly. That Coran Horn, man. Oh, man. I can't see anyone else playing. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but to that point, like what we've sent in every episode of Raider Rebellion, like the, the what's the, the name that the plays Leia? Uh, she, she She's not a kid playing Leia. She is Leia. Like, she's mm -hmm. Leia. It's, yeah. It's it's like so shocking, and even in this episode, we'll get to it. But there are some moments that my jaw just dropped. I'm like, this is it. Like, per yeah, perfect. So you you brought it up. So that seems like a really good segue into the next sort of major character dynamic interaction in this episode, and that's Obi Wan and Leia. So he finds her about half at that roughly the halfway point of the episode, and they spend the back half of the episode sort of staying away from the Inquisitors and trying to find a way off of Dayu. So, I I mean, this goes without saying at this point, but I feel like their relationship is very much the heart and soul of this show. Mm -hmm. Just like Mando oh, yes. and Grogu. Yeah. Grumpy old man or grumpy man with a, with a an child they child. did not need. Yeah. Did not want. They not want. They, they need it. Yeah. They love. Uh, um, can I just have child to boot? Yep. Yeah. Can I just say that when I love this little part of when Obi-Wan is fighting the people in like the drug den because that's pretty much what it is. He punches Walter White era. Breaking yeah. Bad. Break, breaking Ben. That's what it is. <laughs> um, he punches a Zabrak and he he holds his hand because those people have horns. Yeah, and I thought that was like a pretty cool detail. Just like a silly detail. He's like, oh man. Yeah, because he hasn't punched anyone in 10 years. So he's exactly. out of practice. <laughs> Maybe he's punched like random Jawas like trying to see. Yeah. <laughs> Of all the people, to I, don't stink, I don't stink. I don't stink, Joe. You yeah, stole my parts for the last time, Tika. <laughs> punching sand people, like yeah, you can't do that anymore. No. It's like a two thousand two thing. But, yeah. but Jawas, Jawas, maybe maybe in maybe in Ahsoka we'll get like a huge backstory for the Jawas, and I'll be like, oh my god, why did I say that? What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll actually out. edit it, yeah. and then be like, Odie said this like this week. This cancel, 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 hashtag. Yeah. Oh, uh, one thing I have to say from their interaction is that um, this part when Leia is like, uh, "Oh, are you a Jedi?" and maybe you're not, a, you're not a Jedi. It uh, took me back to Anakin interacting with Qui Gon in Phantom Menace mm -hmm. when, but the uh, Qui Gon was, "Oh, maybe I stole." Uh, a sword, a light sword from a Jedi, and Anakin was like, 
no, a Jedi, it, it made me think how in 20 years, 22 years, maybe, uh, that perspective again about the Jedi changed because Anakin was like, no, nobody can kill a Jedi. Uh, whereas Leia is like, oh, maybe you, you, uh, you're not a Jedi and you stole that lie sword. That was, that was a, a little thing that I liked. Yeah, well, something that Leia, we all Leia knows is that all the Jedi are dead, mm -hmm. so yes. she doesn't have that same sort of idealism that Anakin did. Yeah, yeah something that we has changed. Yeah, that we talked about on our show for that episode was they're not doing a good job trying to hide because are you a Jedi? Who's that sword? Are you you're not a Jedi? You, shut up! You don't need to tell everyone that I'm a Jedi. Or whatever. <laughs> Try to hide away. I uh... no, go ahead. No, my, quick, my, my favorite thing about their interaction in this episode was Leia complaining the whole time while they, they were escaping. <laughs> she was like, where's the army? It just, it, what I said, I she is that. Leia, calls yeah. back to her new hope, like, they rescue her, and she's like, who are you guys? Like, no, no, no. I'm are you call this a rescue? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she called him old man, like, Leia calling Luke, like, aren't you too short to be a stormtrooper? Oh, yeah, she's just insulting everybody when he's like, you're going to be my daughter. And she's like, more like granddaughter. <laughs> granddaughter. <laughs> hey, that I have to say, uh, Ewan is younger than Jimmy Smith, but maybe, maybe I mean, canon-wise, I mean, maybe Jim Bale is Jimmy younger. Jimmy Smith knows where his razor okay. is, and Obi-Wan's just like, what if I didn't wash my hair? Let's compare them. Who looks younger? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jimmy Smith looks so good for his age. I know. They both mm -hmm. look... Like they both look fine. Fantastic. Those are <laughs> fine men right there. Puerto Rican jeans. So real helps. So tall, so I, I, fine. I'm actually so 54. tall. I'm, I'm actually 54. Okay. You look great for your age, Odie. Great, Odie. Plot twist. Awesome. Yeah. Alberto's like 78. I just, <laughs> I just woke up on my crib. They had to put me, give me some boosters, and just woke me up. I'm like, I'm not here now. <laughs> But yeah, those Puerto Rican jeans, they help. That sun, it helps out being close to the beach. Well, that's every time somebody's like, I don't understand why Obi-Wan Kenobi got so old in between these years. And I'm like, he's a white guy in the middle of the desert. Two sons. Two sons. Two sons. Two sons. And no sunscreen. depressed. And no sunscreen. I agree. And he works outside. Like all yeah. of these things combined, whereas yeah. like Bale's got the, you know, he's got the skincare routine, Ooh. like yeah. the Alderaan air. He's yeah. got the good food. He's got like, he's actually sleeping. He probably like, works out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Goes mountain climbing. You he know. sleeps probably eight hours a night yeah. on an actual bed. Does not have to eat old fish? And they've got like two months vacation a year. It's, it's hey. great. <laughs> anyway. Back to Obi-Wan and Leia. <laughs> One thing we were talking about sort of before we started was how much of a kid Leia feels like. Yeah. And I think all of us mm -hmm. who, yeah. like, there are kids in all our lives kind of oh, yeah. really felt that, like in the market scene where he's like, you don't need the gloves. And not two seconds later, he's like, okay, I'm <laughs> buying the Because she just gives him a look like, I, I don't hear you. I suddenly don't speak. She's such a princess. But at the, yeah, at the same time, you just have to pick your battle with kids. Mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. think at that point, like Obi-Wan like has not been around a child in like decades, probably. Well, 15 yeah. years. Like he hasn't seen whenever he saw Ahsoka like, last. Yeah, like so even like seeing little kids at the temple, it's like passing. You're not yeah. really spending significant time with them. Or he's answering questions like he did like for Kanan. Oh and okay. the the new dawn book. But like 
very minimal yeah time with small children and yeah he's just like he's exhausted <laughs> i do like how quickly he remembers the key with kids is like you can either stand and argue the point mm -hmm. or just go he's like either i buy the gloves or we're gonna argue about the gloves and they're gonna catch us so yeah yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that Leia is the same age as Anakin was when around the same age? Around the same age, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Obi-Wan first, well, kind of like when they met. When, when they, they met, met and when he became his master and yeah. pretty much She's raised what, like that kid. A year older than him. Yeah, yeah. a year yeah. older. So that's got to bring be bringing back some memories for him. Do Man, he's getting better with kids because when he first time he heard about Anakin, he called him what a useless life form. Are we picking up another I'm useless life? Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Now he's buying gloves. So I, I can we gotta give him a little bit of props. It's getting better with kids. It only later. took 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's like you guys said, it's just picking your battles. At that point, you can't start arguing with someone about gloves when you're being chased. But yeah, we've we've been there. If we've well, been around kids, it's you can spend ten minutes here and have a scene, or just yeah. get it next time. I won't get them next time, but right now we gotta go. So yeah, yeah. And well, Leia's very much Bale and Brihas' child. <laughs> she does have like Anakin's uh, temperament, not temperament, but impulsiveness, maybe. His, yeah, yeah, his impulsiveness for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, Obi-Wan should have been a little bit more prepared. This is Anakin's <laughs> child. So that does bring us to the moment towards the end where he tells Leia that she reminds him of a friend mm. who was a, she was a leader. She passed away a long time ago. She was a stubborn. She was stubborn. Ripped my heart right out of my chest. <laughs> yeah. Although I do love that you're stubborn. No, I'm not. Yes, oh, beautiful. I love that. But, but and and right before that, when she says it is so hard to believe you have friends, uh, at some point, like hey, she's always maybe intrinsically being hopeful, you know, mm -hmm. like it's hey. all about hope with Leia. Yeah, like took me to crate when she said <laughs> signaling to everyone and the last Jedi. Oh, yeah, but yes. The um, but that that moment, I think, like with with the the Padme reference, the kind of veiled Padme reference, I think is so nice. And like we we can speak about this a little more now because I feel like we talk a lot about Obi Wan and Anakin and what Anakin meant to Obi Wan. And like there are a lot of those parallels. And I'm not saying Anakin didn't mean anything to Obi Wan. Absolutely untrue. But we very rarely, up to this point, got to explore the fact that Padme and Obi Wan, you know, went through a lot together. And our friends as well. And I wonder like what your thoughts are on finally getting to explore this like 20 some years later. I I think it was uh, something that Kat mentioned in the last uh, when we were talking about part one is that if you think about it, the three uh, first episodes of the saga, Obi-Wan pretty much protect, spent his time protecting Batman at a certain extent. So but at the same time, during the Clone Wars, we can see have glimpses that they are that is they have a friendship as well. Obviously, Anakin is part of, but there's uh, a friendship, and like you said, is 
when he loses Anakin, of course, he moves directly to, okay, have to take care of Padme because she's about to give, give birth, but then he lo lo loses her as well. So it's, it's like a double wham, a double loss at the same time. But even in the movies, you can tell that they have a great deal of respect for each other. And like, even if like Obi-Wan doesn't like politics and stuff like that, he still respects her a lot and admires her. And he's like pleased to see her too in Attack of the Clones. Like not as pleased as Anakin is, obviously. No, and, and now that now that you mention, I mean, if you remember, if we remember on Attack of the Clones that the Council, the Jedi Council, tells Anakin, "No, you stay protecting the the senator there and where you are," and Padme is the one who says, uh, "Well, you have to protect me, and I'm going to go rescue Obi Wan mm -hmm. at Yonosis." So mm -hmm. I I like that point. Yeah, I so Padme is a character that I, I always thought she got done dirty by Revenge of the Sith because yeah. her role really goes like diminishing movie by movie and so with the Clone Wars with uh, E.K. Johnson's books that character has been like fleshed out so well and it's a character that I never really paid much attention to and with the years I've like come to appreciate her and how she influences, influences who Leia becomes and who Luke becomes later on and I just I I was dying to see some sort of cameo of Natalie Portman in this show. It looks like it's maybe not going to happen. We still have two episodes. Two episodes. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But just her presence is there, like, with everything. And we see her in Padme just like Kenobi seeing Padme in, in Leia. So, I don't know. It's When that moment popped up, I just, like, teared up because, yeah, Padme is important, and she was important to Kenobi, too, and she was a big part of those movies and his journey to where he got now. So, yeah. But also, I think... just gotta say, oh, just like Pad Padme and Bale were close, and they were very much similar. Yeah. So I think that also gives reason why Leia is the way she is. And mm -hmm. I think... Don't want to forget, like... Yes, Anakin and Padme are her birth parents, but her adopted parents are very much present. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's something that gets lost a lot when mm -hmm. we're talking about Anakin, I mean, Luke or Leia. Oh, yeah, remember who her parents were or his parents were? It's more the people that raised you. And I think Bale and Brea kind of get tossed aside when Leia does something. Oh, yeah, that's Anakin's kids right there. You know what? She didn't know him. She he might have some genes or whatever, but it's the people that raise you then that kind of help you who you become. So I'm glad that we got to explore a little bit more with her parents in that first episode. Hopefully we get more of them at the end. Same with <clears throat> Uncle Owen and Baru, which yes. I'm still waiting. But going back to, yeah, fingers crossed. Those two episodes, we're going to have a lot of fingers crossed in this next two. But yeah, I think... Padme's and Kenobi's relationship, at least for myself, if I go back now to watch the prequels, it might make a little bit more sense. Because like Otis said, well, we really didn't pay too much attention to it because it was more to the Anakin and Padme. But when you start thinking about it, it's, it's a little bit, yeah, it's there, like Noah said at the beginning also of Attack of the Clones. It's, Kenobi goes, oh, she was happy to see us, not just see him. She was happy to see us. And then in Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin goes off, 
he goes to visit Pat May, kind of talked about, hey, he's the, the, the father, I'm trying to help him. So he's concerned about her well-being and everything. So yeah, that relationship was there. And it's glad that we're getting a little bit more and then going to episode three, of course, is even bigger. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just glad we're finally, finally paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. And I do like that, like what she said, she was definitely done dirty by the end of the prequels. We have all those deleted scenes of her kind of her and Bale sort of picking off what yeah. then became the rebellion. But I do think it's interesting that that kind of offshoot of the rebellion is now what's getting Leia out of trouble. So it's all it's all kind of come full circle in that like like Padme is almost in a way there, sort of getting Leia yeah, out of the situation she's in. The legacy she left behind is mm -hmm. helping her children. That's the word, legacy. Yes. So, real quick, selfish promo. If you think Le um, Padma was done dirty, go to Radio Rebellion season two, episode one, when Candace and Bree from the Geeky Waffle came in and we did a whole show talking about how Padma was murdered. <laughs> and we spent like an hour and a half talking about Padma and how dirty she was done. So, yeah, go check it out. I have a lot of feelings. That's actually like, <laughs> you have so many feelings. That's also the second episode of Space Waffle. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> just spreading that agenda. <laughs> Listen, and I did a video with Maggie too. Mm -hmm. Is that one of our videos too? <laughs> that have I want everyone to know she did not die of a broken heart. That bothered Every me single so medium. much. In Every school, single medium. Every single medium. Like what if Padme was murdered? No, it's not what if she was. I have I have facts. To it's back medical it murder. I have the doctor report here. <laughs> I mean, listen, we know the healthcare is not the best in the galaxy far, far away. She was nine months pregnant, didn't know she had twins. Exactly. There was yeah. no I know in space, apparently. Apparently. Because also, she was not planning on getting pregnant at that time. So she was, nope. you know, not getting Their education is not great. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let's anyway. reform the galaxy. So, yes, sex ed is important, kids. Okay. Honestly, I feel like Anakin Skywalker could be that the poster child for why. Be safe, kids. <laughs> or else you might get a vision of your wife dying in childbirth. <laughs> and that makes you go you and kill a bunch of galaxy. children. Yeah. What, wrap it before you have nightmares about your wife dying in childbirth? <laughs> yeah. we, have to, we have to shorten that. We have to come up with a much like much, shorter much version. <laughs> Again, I am left with no segue, so we're just going <laughs> to move right into the Inquisitors. Hard cut. Inquisitors, yes. Okay. You can put in some like little music to be like... <laughs> like, like some kind of thing. Um, <laughs> well, we could talk about... Well, speaking of the Jedi, Reva. Um... <laughs> we're, all, we're all team Reva was a Jedi, right? Yeah, it would... Yeah. It would be such weird storytelling if we find out like the youngling at, at the beginning, beginning yeah. wasn't her. Yeah. Right? That would be very, very mm -hmm. weird. That'd be yeah. Like, like I know Star we Wars just fans, like, show you speculate irresponsibly, but that would be weird. Especially since they I know like featured people are like a thing in scenes like that, but like they gave that actress like a, a named part of like young jedi something so it's like she had i feel a, like she had a line they could have given that line to anybody yeah 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 
feels intentional. Unless also, it's like the biggest red herring. <laughs> also the fact that she knows that Anakin is Vader. Which makes me think yeah. that she saw him there. Yeah. And maybe he found her there too. And took her. I don't know. Palps is like, don't kill all of them. Save <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Just a couple like, who seem like a little mad, a little temper, you know, that we can charge the dark side. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, if she calls you master, okay. Oh, no, but. Yeah, if she's like, cool what you're doing, sign me up, you know. <laughs> I, I too want to cl- kill my classmates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, it's like uh, I don't this know if you, weird. you, you yeah. guys uh, saw the, there, there was a video on Disney where a uh, little girl kind of uh, bowed to Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. During the oh, Jedi yeah. temple training that they yeah. do. Oh At the very end, there's always like a dark, a Sith or something that they have to defeat. Fight. Sometimes it's Kylo. Sometimes it's Vader. Sometimes it was even like the seventh sister when Rebels was on. <laughs> but sometimes some kids go really hard at that. One time, a child was like, I'm with you, Vader. My lord. Like, so that's like, an inquisitor child. Yeah. <laughs> I have also witnessed that happen at Disney World, and I was cheering that child on the entire time. I'm like, yeah, join the dark side. If oh, I was Vader. a parent, I would be very worried. Would you join Vader? What? I don't know. Would Maybe. you? Yeah. I don't know. So, Reva. <laughs> Reva. Reva. Yeah. <laughs> So Rita, clearly on board. Fairy. Oh, what were you gonna say, Ot? Yeah, no, I, I have like this lingering theory that she may be like a version of what Starkiller was in in the Force Unleashed games, because uh-huh. I still don't get that whole thing at the first episode with the oh, like they treat her differently, like she's an outsider or something. So they I have like the this... least of us. We we took you from the godder. So for those of us who haven't played Force Unleashed, what do we need to know about Starkiller? I'm bad at video games. So you're a fake fan. That's the first thing. There you go. I wasn't going to say it. That's the best game. You don't want to know how far I got in Knights of the Old Republic. I couldn't get past the first level. So I'm very I played both games and I got through them both. And I'm also terrible. You played Star Wars Lego with me. I'm not good at this. I, I'm like laughingly bad at video games. So, Ozzy, what do we need to know about Starkiller? <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, Starkiller is like the secret apprentice um, Vader had that he had like hidden from, from Palpatine and he would just like die and there would be like another clone of him. It was like, a, and he was like a, basically a superhero with the Force because he Galen could do Rick. like anything. The, the trailer of the game was like him like throwing a, a Star Destroyer with, with his hands. Okay. So, so like maybe I'm thinking like maybe Vader trained him like personally because we know from the Charles Soule comic that he didn't like the Inquisitors when they showed him the program. He was like, "Who are these losers?" <laughs> so maybe he had one that he trained himself and like implanted her in the in the system. And he's like, "Yeah, she's the third sister now." And they're like, "Wait, who? What now?" We don't. And know then, her. do you think that the other Inquisitors then being as harsh on her as they are is kind of Vader being like, "You need that to toughen up." Maybe, but they're maybe also like jealous, like that she's Vader's favorite. Yeah, maybe like Daddy's little girl. Like no, because <laughs> they obviously, yeah. if she knows his secret and also knows that's 
why why yeah, is she so obsessed with obi-wan i'm thinking it's because vader's so obsessed with him yeah. and vader's like always talking about him that's and she's cool. like i want to make vader happy <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of how i like see it because knowing that vader's anakin that's a no-no that's like, a big that's, that's a no big news yeah. like you won't. like i feel like the only like People in the Empire who know are like Palps and maybe Tarkin. Like Tarkin doesn't know for sure. It's not confirmed in the book. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn. But, Thrawn knows. Thrawn. Yeah. But Thrawn like figured it out. So Vader yeah. was like He fine. figured it out. But but that's Thrawn. Thrawn's a genius. Thrawn. You know. But Thrawn knows. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into Thrawn. No, we're, I, we're not getting into Thrawn. It's just Thrawn, <laughs> nope, Thrawn nope, is nope. one of the people that knows. But oh yeah, Rev. I I'll say when I watched the first episode and even the second one, I didn't pick up on. Oh yeah, she's one of the kids from Order sixty six. She's just talking to people. They kind of put in my head and yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I'm watching it now. Yeah, it kind of plays up that way. And the way I was thinking it recently is maybe why they treat her that way is because she came into this program or whatever as a pilot one because she's still pretty young. She's a younger than I guess at this point. Maybe all of the other Inquisitors were already Jedi Knights or something. Right. So they think of her like less. So you weren't actually a Jedi when they picked you up. We know the ah. Grand. Oh, we know the Grand Inquisitor was a Jedi Temple guard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And actually, what I'm thinking because in the later episode we find out that she had a droid. Usually Jedi don't have droids, so I'm thinking maybe after Order sixty six she went on the run for a little bit. So maybe she was later on put into the Inquisitor program, and that's another reason why they're iffy about her. Like Vader found her, and was like, unless it was, oh yeah, because they got her from the gutter. I was gonna yeah. say unless yeah. it was like a classroom droid, like you know how like classes of kids have like pet mice. Yeah, it was like their yeah, class that could be droid. it too. And I mean, technically, Obi Wan and Anakin had droids, but they were Obi-Wan- generals. Didn't remember names of his droids. <laughs> I never own a droid. Yeah, R2 is just like giving him the middle finger. He, he's <laughs> like, just like, doing seriously? that to bother R2. Yeah. R2's like, are you playing dumb? Remember those? Old- yeah. I force being erased from the archives. He, he, he doesn't, doesn't exist. Yeah. R2 is like showing him a picture. What's his name, Obi Wan? What's his name? <laughs> Or do they haven't oh fixed watering plants on Alderaan at this point? He's a war hero. <laughs> he was there in the background just watering some plants. Find some plants or maybe he's enjoying retirement. Yeah. yeah. He gets he pulled to back in. With, like, I get to do the gardens. Uh, yeah. He gets to watch it over like Leia, maybe saw him. You know, he's uh-huh. you know, he was very close to Padme. He's got a little running board, like how many days without Skywalker drama. <laughs> And he's like, it's always zero. It's always zero. That's it. Days without drama. Zero. So that was Riva. But the other Inquisitors, we've kind of touched on them. We haven't really talked about the Grand Inquisitor. Who, uh... How they work on Rebels. Did they? Because Darth Maul got cut in half, and that man lived (laughs) 10 years on garbage. Fennec Shand was shot, and she's This man... Is on Jimmy Kimmel making jokes about maybe he just got shot in one of his mm. stomachs. He's so, fine. One thing I'll say about Rupert Friend, it's because he on one of his first interview, interviews, he said he didn't watch the show because he wanted to make the Inquisitor his own. Well, he knew the whole history of the of him. 
He, he was misquoted, right, Maggie? He was misquoted. He was misquoted. He wasn't going to watch it, but then he did wind up watching it. Okay. I just want to give a shameless plug that Arzu and myself and Therese got that correction out there. Well, and the original article go. was deleted, right, Maggie? It yeah, was. it well, was. So indeed. they know they misquoted him. So my point still stands, which is, he did a great he, job getting to know this character and making it his own, but knowing the whole history of the Grand Inquisitor. So if he's out there saying, like Maggie said, talking about two stomachs and all that, he knows and he's around. And plus, they yeah. brought him back at the end of celebration to announce that they're going to London. He's still there, he's part of this, he's coming back. Also, why would they recon Rebels when Sabine is co-starring in Ahsoka? <laughs> also, yeah. it is so much like Vader to be like, oh yeah, and the Grand Inquisitor is gone. You guys it's should just, like really work harder for his job. He's just beating them. He's just beating them against each other. Yeah. I I see Star Wars as a living, living, breathing document of history so in my head it's like he's in rebels he, he can't be dead because we saw him i saw rebels he's there so yeah, what i love Star also Wars, I think... <laughs> no go ahead go ahead no just gonna real quick with that grand inquisitor it's i love the way that he's played i love everything Rupert friend is doing with him but <laughs> he hates riva so much that at the end when the other inquisitor i forgot for i don't know her designation for sister or something for shows him that that she put Anakin's wanted out there. And he doesn't. This is the first time he doesn't call her by that third sister. So he, he just goes, Riva, kind of like <laughs> kids when they have to call. I yeah, mean, parents call their kids father. by that by their whole name. He just, he just like, named her Riva, and like yeah, I I understand you, but yeah, he was just so frustrated. But I love the relationship that. That they have him with all the other inquisitors, especially with Riva, and then how he plays at the end when he gets stabbed through the chest or wherever. And also, yeah. uh, can we talk about uh, just going back a little bit to Riva? Is that uh, some there was some criticism on oh, how she because in this episode we in part two is where we found that she uh, hired this uh, the kidnappers. Because she found that Bale and Obi-Wan were close. Mm -hmm. But it can tell you how, how obsessed she was with Obi-Wan. But at the same time, it tells you from Obi-Wan's uh, point of view that uh, everyone else who was close to him is dead. So pretty much Anakin, Padme, the rest of the Jedi, and even Satine. So yeah, it makes sense. Bale was friends with Padme. He was close. So... It, it makes sense that he she would choose that she would choose that road to uh, to kidnap uh, Bale's daughter. So yeah. So one thing I love about the Inquisitors is like it's just this representation of how incompetent the Empire is, and we'll see it across the whole show. Oh yes. But if they just like worked together for like a second. This would have been over. They would have had Kenobi. They would have gotten to Mustafar, given him to Vader. Vader would torture him for eternity, and it would be over. But no, since they have to like work each on their own, like not telling themselves anything, anything, they don't get anything done, and they never yeah. will. Because drama queen. they no, and yeah, they are drama queen, and also they uh, they are the anti Jedi. 
because the Jedi would be the the collaboration spirit Classic, that they work yeah. together. Oh. Whereas or light the and life. Sith, exactly, light and life. There you go. But the Sith and the Inquisitor is like a petition, like who does what. Yeah. They're just very egotistical. They have to be the ones that win. If other people win, then they're losing. Yeah. I they just... have to step on someone to get up. Yeah. I hope the Grand Inquisitor comes back before the finale because I really miss his dramatic way of talking. Oh, yes. The other Inquisitors are very direct and he's like, I tire of the reek of your ambition. Like, okay, sir. But at the same time, we clearly love it so much. We named this series after something he says. So we love just, a verbose man. A I really, man. oh yes, I want him to come back and be like, "I lived, bitch," you know, like that meme. <laughs> I lived. <laughs> I just yeah. sends the picture to the Inquisitor group chat, <laughs> like, and I they're lived, like, "Bitch." Oh, yeah. what if he shows up with the helicopter saber, like, and he lands? Wait, have we seen that scene yet? Isn't that in the trailer? No, they said it's happening. We've oh, seen yeah. it at the guy. Yeah, that we've seen. But I'm they mentioned yeah. it's gonna happen. They mentioned it's gonna happen. The flying thing. Yes. Oh. He's gonna come in. And he's like, I'm picking up my kids. They're going in a timeout. Like out. Mary Poppins. Reva's gonna be doing something really like intense. It's gonna be like, is she gonna make it? Is she not? And then like, and then the Grand Inquisitor just lands with his helicopter saber. Yeah. He's gonna be like Reva, and then we're all gonna cheer because it's gonna be. Oh yes. Oh, maybe what? Maybe while Vader and Kenobi fight, Reva fights the Grand Inquisitor. But that means she dies. So. Oh. No. Unless she just gets away. Unless she gets away. Yeah. We hold I'm out hope. I'm terrified they're just going to repeat the Trilla thing. I know. Yeah, I mean, Trilla trauma. I'm legit terrified. The poetry rhymes for better or worse in Star Wars. Because so yeah. there's always that fear. But They're already like similar characters. And if it's like the same arc, yikes. Yeah, it could be a different arc too. in that Kenobi helps her get out. And yes. She, and the path helped her. The helped path her. helps her and she just goes and lives a really chill life. And then somewhere. they make her sacrifice herself for Kenobi. No. Don't. I, I'm just saying, Don't. if we're talking about Star Wars and bad decisions. I always had this, this thing like maybe she was going to kill Kenobi and Vader was like, nope. And strikes her down. But that's like, again... Same thing. She ends up dead either way. Yeah, no. She's not going to die. She has she'll be she'll be out there. She has her own show coming. She'll be fine. She's go back to mute. She just she doesn't have her own show. That was not from a credible source. No, no, that's what I've been saying since the beginning. I'm saying don't give me yeah, I'm the I call that those people say "Ah, quote me on this. No, I've always been saying when we talked about, oh, will she die at the end of the, the series? It's don't kill her, redeem herself, whatever. And then she can go off and have her own show trying to find other force sensitive <clears throat> Jedi out there. That's what I've been saying. I haven't, I saw the title for the uh, article, whatever. I haven't read it. But yeah, they can kill her. Hopefully they've learned their lesson. I've, I know that might not be the best thing to say, but yeah, hey. don't kill her off. Hey, just just give me her like years later chilling with Ezra whenever Ahsoka and Sabine find find Ezra. Yeah, Yeah, just like yeah, we're just chilling. I like that. Hang out with the purple. Yes. I like that. 
All right. So to wind things down, we're going to take it back to Obi-Wan. And we're going to, because this episode ends on quite the emotional beat with Reva kind of saying, I'm going to take you to him, to Lord Vader. That's right. Anakin Skywalker is alive. And Obi-Wan's like, what? So he's thrown for quite the loop. And like his last thought in the episode is of Anakin right before we get that quick shot of Anakin in a back to tank. So acting. Let's talk talk this moment. And then I want to talk about where Obi-Wan's head is at sort of. In this last moment. So this this revelation. It Everybody reminded, looks sad. Uh, it, it took me back to that uh, Cesium Lothal reaction of Ahsoka. Finding mm-hmm. out that Vader was. That Anakin was Vader. But yeah. That was a hell of some acting. Like Candace said. Like yeah. It was. You can see the impact in like. With the, uh, any words. You can see how impacted is by that revelation so yeah no the a the acting stellar in that scene but i mean i look because i i always thought that kenobi knew that he was still alive so that reveal right before the show came out that they said yeah he thinks he killed them and that played that paid off so well in that scene that i was just like moved every time i see it i get the shills when he like hears the words and he then he against the against the wall in the ship like just like in total shock of what he just heard and then how it pays off in the next episode so yeah it actually makes a new hope like a hundred times better because obi-wan literally left him there to die so he assumed he's dead so when he's not shocked he's there on the death star it just kenobi explains why he's not Mm-hmm. So it works really well. And again, an- another nonverbal acting from Ewan. Like we see that, like, not like quite dread, but like this just shock that his brother is still alive and he's, you yeah. know, he's still Vader too. And I know the track of uh, the, like, all the, the awards uh, nominations with like this type of, of act, this uh, type of series, but definitely it should be taken into account because it was so good. Yeah, throw all the awards at him just for this like last few minutes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so talking about his headspace now. So having just had this revelation at the end of a day where kind of his entire past has been thrown at him in various forms, his past as a general, his past as a Jedi and his past as kind of Anakin Padme's friend and really Bale's friend as well. Cause I don't think he knows Bray all that well, but like his old friendships, his old life, his old military position has all kind of been thrown at him all at once. And now he's found out that this grief he's been living with for the last decade is misplaced i guess because he didn't actually kill anakin he's instead left but, anakin to do what like i mean he lost anakin yeah that's what i'd be like he's, he's still like, like he's still grieving it in a way but like the the guilt of thinking that he like actually killed him is is no longer necessary because obviously he's still alive but then that does come with the knowledge that this enforcer that the empire has is alive because he didn't kill him. Or maybe it's worse because he knows how badly 
how close to death Anakin was. So he knows he can't be living a fulfillable life when he's a burn lava. When he's missing three limbs. Yeah. And, yeah, and he's burned on the inside out. Yeah. So he, he, he's got to know he's not completely all right, even if he's just, you know, Sith wise, I mean. Yeah. Not the best Kenobi moment. Also that he he now knows that Vader has been looking for him too. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that he has Vader's child right there. Watching and him have a meltdown. Not yeah, only that, but like how scary must that be for Obi-Wan? Because his whole focus has been hiding these children for the past 10 years. At least Luke. His book has been mm -hmm. Luke. But ever since Padme died, his next mission were the children and keeping them safe. And and you make a really good point because the 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 mission was to keep them safe from the Emperor and from the Empire. But now it's okay, Anakin or well, Vader is still around. So that's the next trip. Yeah, the mission got more complicated than yes. it already was. Because the, their father is still around. And imagine what he would do to those, like, not that he would, yeah, he, he would harm his children. He cut off Luke's hand. What am I saying? Um, you know, like, you know, he would just turn them to Sith. That's what he yeah. would want to do. It's where he is at the point, you know. Yeah. What he would do to Bale and Breha if he yeah. found out they were part of hiding them. What he would just do to Alderaan. Which, I mean, he does that to Alderaan anyway, but you know what well, I mean. In the comics, he goes on this rampage just looking for anyone who knew anything and didn't tell him. And mm -hmm. it takes him to, like, weird places. Yeah. Alberto? Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, for me, I kind of took it more as him <clears throat> coming to a realization that his friend was still alive. I didn't take it as, oh, I left Darth Vader alive. He's doing bad things out there. To me, it was more, oh, my friend is still out there and I didn't do anything to kind of find him or something. And yes, heartbreaking. I was at the same boat as Oti that for some reason I thought, yeah, of course he knows that Darth Vader is still around just about two weeks before the show started or whatever, that they said, no, no, he doesn't know. And then you start thinking about, oh, yeah, that's right. There's no way that he could have known that Darth Vader was still around. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I kind of the same point as Obi-Wan, kind of finding out that he's still out there. But, yeah, like you said, um, <clears throat> oh, so I almost called you the name you have on your <laughs> down there, <laughs> Lady Rowe. <laughs> Everybody well, should know. Yeah. I have I don't have my name written on this video. I have Lady Row written and I am wearing a Martian Row shirt. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, so it, it works. But going from seeing the clone troop at the beginning and then finding out that Darth Vader and I can is still alive, it's a lot to go through just in a couple of hours. So yeah, I don't know. It kind of makes sense that he kind of just blocks everything out when Leia's trying to talk to him. Yeah, I think I, I do agree that I think the first instinct is oh my god, Anakin is alive. Oh my god, like my brother is still alive. And then I think he's very quickly like hit with that, with the implications of everything that that is. And I think that that makes for a very, like, I, they're all kind of cliffhangery in that we are waiting for the next part of the story. But I think this was the most brutal cliffhanger we've gotten so far. Yeah. Yes. Because 
because of just what an emotional gut punch it ends on. Well, and it ends on that shot of Vader yeah. like, in the tank. Like they, they open oh, yeah. their eyes kind of one after the other and it's almost like they're... I don't want to call it a force bond because that's not what it is. But there's a lot of editing that goes on between Vader and Obi-Wan that kind of does show that they are still in sync in that way. And I think uh-huh. this is like the first time we see that where they're both kind of looking at the camera so, and one eye switches out for another. Can we say uh, connected? Connect, like they absolutely yeah, have connected. a bond. I just like when I say force bond, I think like dyad, which is like unseen for generations, therefore not what's happening here. But there is a connection, I think, between any master and apprentice that just doesn't exist between like Jedi A and Jedi B. Mm-hmm. I I kind of had this thought that maybe this was the first time maybe Kenobi opened up to the Force, so maybe if he can see him or sense him or anything. Yeah, and that maybe went made Anakin go like, "That's something I haven't felt since." <laughs> well, because we do we do see that sort of when like granted we're jumping ahead a little bit like to the next episode, but when he kind of opens up his awareness a little more when Vader is in that village. Vader's head snaps around. So they, they oh, can, yeah. I guess, almost sense like when the other one switches it on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's also, we didn't talk about how Obi-Wan finally uses a force again and it's to mm-hmm. save Leia. To save Leia. He's yeah. pushed, you know, because she runs away and she falls off a off building. Earth. Yeah, when she yells her his name, Ben. Ben. But yeah, like he does, like 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 Oti said, like Ken said, like he is finally opening himself up to the Force again, and actually using it again. So I think it's like the the wound is kind of raw, sort of thing. So I think he's vulnerable to that that mm-hmm. connection with Vader. However, their connection presents itself. I mean, everyone right. gets to be an uncle for a little bit. Like he would have been, you know, if everything went right. He's Uncle Ben. Oh no. Uncle Ben. Oh no. Uh oh. I just Why like the know? moment of realization. Uncle, oh no. Uncle, oh no. <laughs> uncle, oh no. <laughs> I mean, we saw what happened in A New Hope. So, Not to be I mean. confused with Uncle Owen. Oh, when? Yeah. This is a different. Yeah. Sorry, a different that was a really uncle. bad pun. <laughs> He has the he has the oh no ending though, but that makes sense why Owen also thinks that Anakin is dead too. Yep, because Anakin's because uh, he's like like you know his father's dead. You know, not to bring up Ben Solo, but I'm gonna bring up Ben Solo because as you should, yes, as right you should, it. yes. Both Bens really said, "Got a ghost." Don't. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna keep the, this joke will remain true until the latter Ben unghosts and yes. realives himself. <laughs> yes, the clown makeup is a face tattoo. He's Got gonna at least realive himself in Lego form. I think this summer, right? Listen, Lego is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> oh yes, the way that Lego made me their biggest stand is just truly something. Marvelous. Lego. When nobody else understands the assignment, Lego understands the assignment. Okay. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to wrap things up and we're going to start with social medias. So, Candace, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Candace is a geek. And Maggie? You can find me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. And I have a link tree in my bio to all of my various pursuits. Norhal? You can find me on Twitter at Norhal. 
Alberto. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Radio Rebel Pod, and you can search for Radio Rebellion Podcast on YouTube for live shows every Saturday. And OT? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and, and Instagram. If I say the handle, you guys won't get it. So it'll be down in the show notes. Go, yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Go to Rebel, Rebel, Radio Rebellion. That'll be the link. Yeah. <laughs> And as for me, I'm on Twitter at Arzu Amin. That is the best place to find me. Um, you can also find me writing on the Geeky Waffle, on Collider, all over the place. Um, that's all in my bio. Network-wise, we are on Twitter at Geeky underscore Waffle. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Geeky Waffle. We are at thegeekywaffle.com. And we are also on Patreon, patreon.com slash thegeekywaffle. And that's where you can get access to things like our Waffles After Dark, including an episode on Kenobi that is coming up after the show ends because we want to get maximum kenobi thirst in there so we're not shortchanging ourselves by doing that early alberto are you gonna guess on that one? Oh yes <laughs> He's oh man i need like two months of notice to get prepared for that <laughs> he oh, listen yes. alberto you got it. one of these days we're gonna get you on a waffles after dark well, i to, wasn't one react. of those first ones i don't know how it's gotten no, now but I it's mean, not even no. close no. oh yeah no. So those these are unhinged. These are the these are the ones. These are the unfiltered ones. These are when we play um, Mary Kill, and <laughs> we go into detail about some of those things. FMK, yeah. He looks so afraid. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna wrap. He should up. be. He should Listen. be. All right. So thank you all so much for listening. The Grand Inquisitor is going to be just fine, and may the waffles be with you. <laughs>